Turkey Perspective. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. Hey, everybody. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Already off to a slightly rocky start. It's not crazy, though. (laughs) Oh, sorry. This is perky. (laughs) This is perky of perky perspectives. Hey, I just took a nap because I am now in Amsterdam. And I got here maybe... Well, what time is it now? It's five. I got here like seven hours ago. But when I originally, you know, got here, I landed on the plane. Then we had to wait to pull in. <laughs> and then um, I had to go through the passport checking. So for anybody who has not traveled internationally yet, when you first arrive to a different country, like, I'm not sure, probably... Mexico and Canada probably be the same way through um, the airport. But when you arrive to a different country, you have to first go through customs and they have to clear you like your passport and everything. And then you go to baggage claim and then you could leave. Right. So that took a long time because I was in line waiting for my passport to be stamped for maybe 30 minutes. And then after that, I had to like find my baggage because it's they wow this ship ship no ship ship Nepal airport in Amsterdam has a lot of baggage claim area like it goes all the way to like 18 so I didn't even know where my bags were at first like I was walking in circles through one through six because I'm thinking that's all there is and they're like no you're number 16 I'm like 16 <laughs> So I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking and then I finally see it. So that was dope. I got my bag. It was already ready. That was like the first for me. But that's probably because I waited like almost an hour for my passport to be cleared. Then from there, I went to... So once you leave out, there's the trains and everything already right there. So I bought my little train ticket because they have the little pass that you could buy like all throughout the airport exit area. So I bought the ticket. Then I went and I asked somebody like, where do I go? So that was my first lesson that I do not know how to speak even even like a little bit of Dutch. Like I thought that I would catch some of it because I knew, is that a mosquito? Yo, it's like they follow me. Oh, it was a mosquito. I got you. Ain't about to get me in this bitch. Not about to go to no other country, having 18,000 fucking mosquito bites, not doing it. 
<laughs> this is not Puerto Rico. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I want to ask somebody because the name that I was trying to get to started with a Z and I'm thinking, oh, I got this. I can try to pronounce some of this. I asked the guy, he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I was like, um, well, how do you pronounce this? And the way he said, I don't even know. I'm going to ask my Dutch friend, the one who's going to take me around Belgium. I'm going to ask him to explain it to me a little bit because none of these words make sense to me. I don't know how to pronounce any of it. It doesn't even sound remotely familiar. And I thought it would because I took German. So I'm like, well, Dutch and German are close. I might can understand some of it. And reading, I can. Hearing and saying, no. I'm going to have to practice. So from there, I got on the train, and everybody was pretty helpful. Like, it seemed like some people wanted to help me more than others, and some people, it seemed like their patience for helping me ran out really quickly. It's like they had, like, three seconds of patience. But other than that, it wasn't bad. I got on the train. I took it, like, one stop, and then I went and caught the bus, which was pretty self-explanatory, too. And a lot of people speak English, at least around the airport area, a lot of people speak. No, actually, out here too, out this way where I'm staying, a lot of people speak English too. But I feel like there's still some sort of language barrier, even though they do speak it, because either their tolerance for speaking it is really low, or maybe the way I'm pronouncing my words is not familiar to them. I don't know what it is, but not everybody took to me <laughs> very well. It seemed like everybody kind of had like a short... I don't know. I don't want to judge, though. It was like the first, within the first hour, and it was raining. So when I got to where I was going, it started sprinkling, and then it started raining for real, and I got lost. Like, I was on the block, but I didn't know exactly, like, I guess where I'm at. There's two doors to the number address, so... I got confused and was trying to open somebody else's door, and it was like, no, this is the wrong place, and it was just a shit show. I finally got inside, soaking wet, and I fell asleep, y'all. I slept for a good couple hours because I'm tired, but I'm not about to waste a whole day. So next on the agenda is to find a wee cafe and to possibly go thrift shopping. I don't know what time stuff closes out here, though. But I want to find a few items because I packed really light. That's me clapping, you guys, because I usually overpack. <laughs> but I packed really light um, for me. <laughs> and so I have a lot of space in my bag to fill up. And why not start today? Oh, my God. So excited. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a slight update. I will be back. Later. Okay. Um, it's been a few days since I first recorded. I'm now in Paris. This is my first actual day in Paris. I arrived at nighttime. Oh, and whoa, what a whirlwind yesterday was. So I'm going to record really quickly because I just finished getting ready and I'm ready to hit the town and see what Paris is about. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about arriving to France from Amsterdam. Oh. <laughs> and this might be on me because I didn't read up 
too much on like what is okay and what's not okay in Paris. But a bitch almost got arrested and almost got thrown into French jail. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not really. So my, okay. I will say this. I'm not a huge fan of Amsterdam, which surprised me. Because I thought Amsterdam would be outside of London. Uh, London, I thought Amsterdam was gonna be like my second favorite, but so far it's France, and then it's probably gonna be London next. So, oh, but I did like Rotterdam. So I did not like Amsterdam as much, maybe because of where I was staying. Like I don't know if you guys could tell from the stuff that I've recorded, but I'm really pro black and pro people of color. So that means that I like to spend most of my time around people of color, like almost all of it. Like I'm okay with working with people who are non-colored and all that stuff. I don't mind having friends that aren't people of color, but that's it's not a majority. Like I like being around people who look like me, who, you know, who have similar shared experiences. And obviously in different countries, we're not going to have the same experience, but you're still going to, you know, deal with biases. You're still going to deal with prejudice and racism if you're a person of color. And I feel like that's something that we all have in common. And it just it just makes things a little bit easier when it goes to navigating. Because I could be walking down the street and I could tell by the way some people look at me a little bit of what they're thinking. Like some people just, just look back and they're like, this girl got, uh, well, some people think it's red, but some people be like, this girl got pink hair, for real? Or other people are like, what is this black girl doing in my neighborhood? <laughs> That's a big difference, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I felt that a little bit when I was in Amsterdam. I was just like, what's really going on? Like, why do I feel like people are being excessively rude to me for no reason? And I think it was just because of the neighborhood. Like, a lot of Europe reminds me of New York and I've said this to a few people already like you could really tell that Europeans came from I mean sorry (laughs) you could really tell that a lot of people in New York that started New York at least came from Europe like it's it's too many similarities like the way that the city is built the architecture um the way that they have the shops next to each other or at the bottom but then they have apartments at the top. like it's just a lot of stuff and um so being out here it reminds me a lot of New York and just to make a cons- comparison I feel like when I was in Amsterdam I was in either the gentrifying areas or just the areas that already have a lot of white people like they just always been there that's been they hood that's they spot And so they really notice when people are not from there and when something is a little out of place. And I felt like I was just out of place. But my last day was the best day because I got to hang out with my friend. And I went up, I rode the train up to Rotterdam. And then he took me out. We went to a club. Well, first we went and got drinks. And we ended up at this comedy club, which was funny. He was like, you want to go to the comedy club? I'm like, um, okay. Like, I'm down. I'm not going to understand anything. <laughs> but I'm down because everybody was still speaking Dutch. So we went down there, got a drink. By the way, the drink was bomb. Like, it was my typical drink. I get my whiskey sour with grenadine. That's, like, my favorite drink. But they didn't have whisk. They didn't have the sour mix. And they didn't have... I didn't even ask for the grenadine because... 
I'm like, there's already language barriers. Yes, everybody speaks English for the most part, but it's still like you don't understand everything I'm trying to say, you know. So I just was like, can I just get cranberry with whiskey and some lime? So I think they had lime mix instead of sour mix. Maybe that's the difference. They call it lime mix. She mixed that shit real bomb. It was good. And so then we're watching the comedy show a little bit, and he's translating. But one, I felt like everybody in the audience was dry. If you go to a comedy club, someone you're supposed to hype up the person on stage. Like sometimes this be their first, second, third set. Like they still in the beginnings of their career, and they need that that hype. You know, even if they're not a hundred percent funny, like you could be like, yeah, like <laughs> pump them up. You know what I mean? So I felt like it was a little dry as far as the audience, but there was a few people that got a few laughs. So I'm like, okay, what they talking about? And he was translating, and I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of funny here. But like, you know, he not telling the joke like how they gonna. Tell a joke but either way it was still a good experience I got to see a comedy show in Dutch um so then from there we went to this club and it was called Club Blue and I think it was up a little ways it was outside of like where the train station and stuff was in Rotterdam it was maybe like 10 20 minutes away so we went there and just a side note so almost all the cars are stick shift and in this area, Netherlands, Belgium, the steering wheel is on the, the same side that we drive in the United States, just in case you was wondering. It's only in like the UK territories that it's on the other side. Um, so yeah, he was driving stick and he was multitasking. I was like, okay, look at you on your phone, picking music and driving with one hand, driving stick with one hand. I'm like, how the fuck is he doing this? But I don't drive stick. So to me, I'm like, I need all hands. I need all hand eye coordination. I need focus. Turn the music down. You know, black people always like to turn the music down when they're getting lost. Like, wait, I don't know where I'm going. Turn the music down. Like, that's going to help. But <laughs> I just need serene peace if I'm driving stick because it's not something I know how to do very well. So I was like, kudos to you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, so we went to the club and we got there kind of early. So it was, it was empty, but it was cool. Got a drink, learned that you have to pay to use the bathroom. That threw me off. <laughs> the, the girl was looking at me. She was like, okay, it's, um, I want to say four euros. And I was looking at her like, four, I got, what? I got to pay to use the bathroom. And she was like, yeah, you got to pay everywhere. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> she was just like, what? I was like, I just thought y'all was being bougie or something. Like, pay to use the club bathroom? She was like, no, 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 girl. Like, we was laughing. So I paid. And she was like, but look, I'm going to give you a wristband because you'll be able to come in and out. Like, it's not just a one-time pay. I was like, okay, that make it a little better. So... I had to pay for the bathroom. <laughs> that was awkward. Uh, and then we was hanging out, saw people doing balloons. And I'm like, what are they doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, drugs out here are different. Like, you could walk around with pills in your pocket, like a few of them, you know, personal use. And it don't matter really what kind of pills they are. Like, you could have E, you could have, I think he said MD. MD, you know, I don't do drugs, y'all, but MDA or whatever, MD, MMG, (laughs) I don't remember the um, acronym, but he was like, you could walk around with pills, we, you know, like there's certain places where you should and should not smoke, but you know, you could have it on you for the most part in those countries, and he was like, and yeah, like at the club, they sell balloons, I was like, 
the only time I see people walking around with balloons in the States is if they just trying to be stupid and get their voice all high, you know, do the little squeaky voice. And he was like, no, like, that's not what it's for. Like, you could do it. You get a little, like, head high. It's like a rush and, you know, whatever. And so, like, people will really have, like, eight balloons in their hand dancing on the dance floor. I got a little bit of, little, ah, I got a little bit of video so I'm going to show you guys. I probably put it on my Patreon. I still need to update my Patreon account. Sorry, you guys, that I did not update it. I've been running around Europe. <laughs> so when I get a second, I'm going to update that and put all the videos that I have. Up. I make like a Europe page, you know, and if you want to see everything, like maybe I'll charge y'all like $2 or some shit and you could go see it. That's that exclusive shit. <laughs> um, and then I got to see some Dutch artists That was dope This lady named Latifa She came first She has a hit song in Europe um, And then this other group It was four guys um, I'm trying to remember the names Let's see Latifa was first And then Give me one second I'm looking at the video Val, Val's, oh, child, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's V-A-L-S-B-I-Z-A, I think. Um, They came on next. It was four of them. And when I was watching them, I was actually kind of laughing because I didn't really understand everything. The, mu the music was bumping, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I wasn't hating on either Latifah or the V group. I was laughing because... I've gone to a lot of showcases. I, you know, I helped with Live Mondays. I dated people who was in the music scene. I've been around a lot of musicians. And it's just funny because no matter where you are, I guess, the way they do performances is about the same. When a guy come on stage, he got about five of his, five of his homeboys behind him. They come on stage with bottles. They, you know, they looking at the crowd, videoing, you know, hyping each other up. Like, it's just cool. Like, the culture is the same. And then I was just sitting back thinking, like, damn, this is dope that hip-hop started in the Bronx. Like, ooh, is that a spider? Should I kill it? I should kill it. I'm going to kill it. It's looking at me. Don't be looking at me. I'm going to kill it. Hold on. I don't want to become Spider-Man. Damn, I'm going to have to hand it. All right, it's dead. <laughs> um, me and Bugs, we do not have the best relationship. But yeah, um, yeah, hip-hop started in the Bronx. And to have lived in New York and been to the Bronx and been to the showcases and dated a New York artist and just seeing that whole culture and then to come all the way to Belgium and see people rapping, it's beautiful. Like, it was really dope. And then, like... I've been to Puerto Rico and I've been to some other um, Spanish-speaking countries, and now I've been to Europe a few, a couple times. And it's outside the the United States. I mean, there's pockets of the United States where this happens too, but it was dope too to see the different type of music being played and how the music really blended together. Like that Scooby Doo Pop Pop song. <laughs> heard that in um, Belgium too, which was funny. Uh, and then I just heard a lot of it, it was like Afrobeat type music, um, house music blended into hip hop. Then there was playing some um, dance hall. It was just it was cool. And then in the club, it was different types of people. And this is why I say like you could tell that New York came straight out of Europe. 
because I seen people that looked Indian, but they could have been Caribbean. They could have been, you know, whatever. Like people's skin tones was everything. And the club, even though it was like a, I don't even want to call it a hip hop club. I don't know what kind of club it would be called. Because I think he said that they type of Dutch rap or Dutch trap is called bubbling. But um, it was white people in there. It was black people in there. It was Caribbeans in there. It was uh, African people in there, Indian looking people in there. It was every type of person. So I was like, yo, why did I not come here? And I was mad because I asked him before I booked my Airbnb. I'm like, should I spend more time in Amsterdam or in Rotterdam? And I had a feeling that I should have stayed in Rotterdam more. But he was like, no, it's more stuff to do in Amsterdam. But either way, I'm going to come back through and go to Rotterdam again. And I'm going to try to take some pictures. I took video while I was at the club. But I'll try to take more pictures so that y'all can see what I'm talking about. And... Yeah, either way, it was dope. So then after the club, because we stayed until like three-ish, and people were still showing up, so I don't know when they stopped clubbing out there. We went back towards like where the train station was and in the little downtown area part, and then we was going to get food. And I got some fried rice-looking stuff. I don't even know. It was fried rice. It was fried rice. But they had like a whole bunch of yummy-looking food. I just don't eat meat, so I couldn't have all of it. But the rice was bomb. The people in there was funny. Like, you could tell, like, it was a late night thing. Like, there was a few drunk people. <laughs> it was some bougie people that came in dressed in a Gucci and whatever local, um, I don't know, what the big, you know, like, people wear um, Gucci and um, what, what's the, the popping labels right now? I, you know, I'm not a label head, so I don't fucking know. But whatever popping labels is out there in Belgium, they was rocking it walking around like that was hot shit. I was like, oh, okay, I see y'all, you know, y'all fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people was being ignorant in the street. I was like, this is where I needed to be. I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> um, And I was telling him, I was like, you need to help me get a job so I can move out here. And he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He was looking at me like, okay. Like he won me out there. <laughs> I'm like, cause you know, I would have fun. Uh, and then, you know, I rode the train back, da 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 had a little attitude by the time I got home because the bus driver did not stop at my stop, so I had to walk further. But other than that, that was like my last day in Amsterdam. And then I got on the bus to come to France. So I didn't sleep. I got home at like seven. I took like maybe like an hour nap, and then I got right back up to go catch this Flix bus to come to France. <laughs> Excuse me. I think I'm getting a little sick from being in Amsterdam because it like rains and then it doesn't rain and then it rains, but it's kind of cold, but then it warms up. So yeah, I think I got a little congested. But either way, I was on the Flix bus and it was cool at first. We stopped in Antwerp first and the bus driver and this lady got into it. They was arguing. I don't know why she was arguing. Like I was on the other side of the bus and all of a sudden I heard yelling. So, you know, my nosy ass, I like, <laughs> I scooch over to the window. I'm like, oh, drama. <laughs> and I got a little bit on video and I put it on my Instagram. Like, it's about to go down. And so I'm watching like, what's going on? What's going on? And they just hollering. I understand what they were saying because they were speaking. I think they were still speaking Dutch, but they may have been speaking French. Um, and they was arguing at each other. But it cooled down and he got back in. And actually, the bus driver was really nice to me, at least. He, you know, he was helping me out. So I was like, I support you. Maybe that lady was coming at you foul. You know, people always want to talk to people like they don't have no common sense. Like, 
he's in the customer service business, but you're not about to just talk to him any old way. So I feel like that's probably what happened because she had her hand all up in his face. So I'm like, some women think that they could talk to men any old way because they like, he not going to hit me though. And then that one day you get hit. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I don't support men hitting women, but don't talk to men any old type of way just because you're a female. So anyways, I digress. That's the conversation for a whole nother day. Um, so they got into it, then that got done over with, and then we went back on our trip. So we had taken a, a stop for a few minutes, all that stuff. I called my dad, blah, blah, blah. And then we got back in the bus and we had crossed the border. I don't know at what point, cause I fell asleep like in between some of these trips, like the stops and stuff. But all of a sudden we pull over and I'm like, why are we pulling over? Is this another stop? And the police are there. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, I start panicking because I'm like, why are the police here? And I try to get on Google. I'm like, wait, are we allowed to have weed? Because all, we're just coming from Amsterdam. So most of us have got weed because they have the coffee shops and all that stuff. You can smoke out there. It's not a big deal. People carry whatever. Like, you can go into the clubs. You know, I just had that whole conversation about drugs in that part of Europe. Belgium, Netherlands, Holland even, I think. So I was like, oh, shit. I start panicking. <laughs> so I tried, I tried to hide my weed in a, a bottle because I'm like, I don't know if I can even tell them I have it. Because I wouldn't have minded just being like, yo, I have weed. Like, you could go ahead and toss it what you need to do. I'm not trying to be locked up. I seen locked up abroad. I'm not trying to be that girl. So I get scared. All of us is being nervous. And they did not just, like, pat us down or ask us for our passport. They went ham. They went into all our luggage, pulled out everything, was opening stuff. Look, what is this? What is this? Um, looking through all our bags. And if you was a man, they patted you down. Even though there was a woman police officer, she didn't come and pat down the women. So I was a little shocked by that. But yeah, so they made us destroy whatever we had. And this one guy, oh my God, I thought he was about to get arrested because he had like two cartons of cigarettes plus about... 10 loose boxes of cigarettes. And I know in the States, if you ride the bus and you have a whole bunch of cartons of cigarettes, that's how you get in trouble. Because the little Chinese people, they'll go and stop at all the little... See, if you take the Chinese bus in New York, going anywhere, like down south, like Georgia or whatever, the Chinese people... And I'm probably telling on some people. But the Chinese people will buy boxes uh, or cartons of cigarettes along the way at all the little stops. And that's because if you buy them in a different state and then you bring them up to New York, you know, you don't have to worry about the taxes. Like if you try to buy cartons in other places, like in New York or whatever, the tax is higher. So they try to smuggle them basically up into New York and then they'll sell them at the little delis or whatever as Lucy's. So you sell them for 50 cents or whatever and then you end up making more money off of the carton than what you would have made if you bought it. In New York. So I'm thinking that the same thing happens out here. So when I see him pull out all them, like, and they was stashed all throughout his bag. So it looked like he was trying to hide them. It's like you start ruffling through his bag. Oh, here go one carton. Oh, here go another one. Here go another one. Here go another one. Then he had a whole bunch of new clothes in there that still had the tags on them. I was like, it looked like he just hit a lick and he just got caught because he was nervous. He was scratching his hair like, oh, oh, oh." but they were speaking French. So I don't know what he was saying. But I could just tell off of body language. So I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> he about to get arrested. I got weed on me. Other people got weed on them. Like, we was all nervous, like, lined up on the side of the street. <sighs> Fast forward, though. 
they didn't do much. They just, you know, destroy it. We'll give you a, a warning this time. But if we catch you again, then it's a fine. So I was like, all right, your girl is good for another day. <laughs> so I, that was like the biggest part. So then they ended up putting us behind schedule and then we ended up hitting traffic. So by the time I got to Paris, it was dark. And so I came to my, I was walking to get to my apartment or the flat that I'm staying in. And I hit a corner like only a block away from the flat and I look up and there's the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, yo, I really have a view of the Eiffel Tower from where I'm staying. So, you know, I I got into the apartment, put all my stuff down, went to take a shower. The hot water is not the same, y'all. It did not even really get hot for me. And I Googled it and I guess they like ration the hot water. They don't really like to use a lot of electricity out here. And depending on the weather, the water might not get as hot. Definitely need a, need a hot shower, but I guess I'm not going to get one while I'm at this flat. But anyways, I washed up, and then I went outside, and oh my gosh, the Eiffel Tower is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. They had the lights going off. It was all sparkly and shit. <sighs> wee wee. <laughs> it was just delightful. So I took a few videos or whatever, ignored all the people trying to sell me stuff, Ignore the people trying to, whatever they was trying to do. I don't know. I don't understand French. But it was beautiful. I think I got hit on a couple times. I was like, oh, y'all lucky I don't know French. So this this is the goal for today because I'm not going to be here that long. The goal for today is to learn how to flirt in French so I can find out where all the little spots are because I'm trying to party. So bonjour. <laughs> I'm about to go off and have my little journey for the day. I just wanted to record that little bit because I haven't really been recording as frequently as I wanted to because I don't have a recorder. I only have my mic and my computer. And sorry, I was rambling. I was probably all over the place because I'm really excited. <sighs> so yeah, wish me luck, y'all. And I'll check back in probably towards the end of my Paris trip right before I go to London. And then I'll check in more frequently when I'm in London. But yeah, that was a perky perspective, and I'll talk to you later.